Well, we've got some guests in the studio here. We have Mandy Welsh, who is lead uh, heart failure practitioner at Cumtaf Morgano Health Board, a local health board here in the air, of course. And uh, she's here to talk about Heart Failure Awareness Week, which it happens to be, and what the condition is. And with us in the studio is one of our trustees here at GTFM, Hayden, uh, who is actually suffering from heart failure, the condition of heart failure. So we want to find out a bit more about this. So uh, good afternoon, Mandy, first. Good afternoon. Thank you for coming along. Thank you. Would you like to start by telling us what heart failure is? Yes, certainly. So thank you for um, allowing me some time to come and tell you a little bit about heart failure. First of all, it is a huge problem in the UK, in Wales, with around a million people currently living with heart failure in the UK. And this is just the tip of the iceberg. So approximately half a million people are undetected undiagnosed and therefore not on the correct medications to treat their heart failure. So what is heart failure? It's a horrible term to start with and uh, I was just discussing this with Hayden, the word failure, nobody wants to be called a failure. What it actually means, it doesn't mean your whole heart is failing, it means that your heart is unable to pump the blood around the body properly. And it usually happens because the heart has become too weak or too stiff. Um, And like I say, it doesn't mean that your heart has stopped working. Um, It just means it needs a little bit more support to help it work better. And it's just unable to deliver the amount of blood and oxygen that the body requires. It can occur at any age, um, but it is most common in older people. It is a long-term condition and often gets worse over time. It's not curable, but it's um, definitely treatable. Yes, I mean, it sounds, when you you hear the term heart failure, you imagine, well, that's sort of it, really. I mean, that's, you know, the layman would think that that's the same as a heart attack, but of course it's not. It's a condition, as you say, that you can, well, control, if not cure, you can't cure it, but you can control it, I guess, through medication and diet and all those different things. Absolutely. So the treatment for heart failure is, first of all, prompt detection. And that's the reason I'm here today is so that we can tell people living around us with heart failure what symptoms to look out for. And it really is as simple as going to your GP or your practice nurse for a blood test called an NT ProBNP. It's a bit of a mouthful. And that can let us know if you have heart failure, if the levels are high. And what that will do then, your GP will refer you to your local hospital for uh, a scan called an echocardiogram. This is a 2D scan of your heart. And that can tell us the overall functioning of your heart as an organ. And often, well, no, it will give us um, a definitive diagnosis of heart failure or not, because you can have raised NT, Pro and B for for other reasons as well. Um, But it's certainly, you know, it's one blood test. It's really easy. It's cheap. And all GPs offer it. 
Well, you said earlier, though, that there are a lot of undetected cases. I mean, this must be very worrying because potentially, of course, much worse things can happen if it goes undetected mm. and untreated. Mm. And what uh, most people don't know is that um, 50% of patients with a diagnosis of heart failure uh, will die within, can die within five years. This is higher mortality than most cancers. Um, this isn't advertised. People don't know this. So when you are walking around with these symptoms, and I think I'm, I'm going to pass over to, to Hayden to maybe describe as as a patient, an ex-patient himself, what these symptoms are. Yes, okay. indeed. Um, I've suffered asthma all my life. And in the early part of the 2000s, there were lots of reports about asthma sufferers um, having worse symptoms because of atmospheric conditions. And I was one of them, and I put everything down to asthma. Um, I couldn't walk more than a couple of hundred yards, which was quite alarming because I'd never been in that situation. And at some stage, my ankle started swelling. So I did pop along and see the doctor, and he was concerned. He said, well, we'll monitor it. If it happens again, come back and see me. Well, a couple of weeks later, I'd been out for the day, and coming back in the evening... My ankles swelled up. I was I, during the daytime. I couldn't walk more than a hundred yards or so, and in the evening, my ankles swell, swelled up, as did certain other parts of the body. And, and I think there's no one that knows our body better than ourselves. And I knew that there was clearly something not right. So first thing the next morning, I was on the phone to the doctor, and they said, "I oh, will call you back." And they called me back within about twenty minutes, and they said, "Can you come in now?" So, yeah, by all means, I'll come in now. And the doctor took one look at my feet and uh, and said, well, I told you a few weeks ago we may have to do further tests. I want you to go to the Heath and have these tests. But I don't want you to go this week or next week. I want you to be there within the hour. So that had a little bit of panic with me. And um, I spent the whole day in hospital doing tests. At eight o'clock in the evening, they told me there was one more test to do and they wouldn't have the machine till the Wednesday. Now, this was a Monday. So I thought, great, I'll go home now and come back Wednesday. But they said, no, we want you to stay here. Um, again, alarm number two for in the same day. Why do they want me to stay in? Um, which I did. I woke up the next morning and I couldn't speak I discovered I'd had a um, mini-stroke overnight, uh, TIA, I think they're called. My voice had gone, and I was talking gobbledygook, and some people probably say that I made more sense then than I do now. <laughs> but um, that all cleared up within a couple of hours, and I was talking normally. And I think because of that, they decided they wanted to keep me in a bit longer, and I ended up in hospital for three weeks. At the end, they said, we now know what's wrong. They'd studied my family history and all sorts of things about my past. And you've got heart failure. Now, that was like a, a, a lead brick hitting me in the face. I, me, heart failure, I never suffered with heart problems in my life. And there we go. And a few weeks later, I went back to the hospital for a chat with the uh, specialist, Dr. Yusuf. And I said, but what did it actually mean? And like Mandy just said, he told me that 50% of people in my condition don't live more than five years. Now, that's not something nobody wants to know. But he said, in fairness, that he didn't put me in that category. They discovered my symptoms quickly and soon enough, and that they were going to put me on medication, and 
he didn't see why I couldn't live a full and active life, but still suffering with heart failure. Mm. And that was in 2006. Okay. <laughs> I'm it's still five here. Years. <laughs> I've had um, an implant. I've got a, um, a defibrillator, which shocks me if the heart goes wrong. The defibrillator itself is connected to a, a machine in my bedroom, which downloads information overnight, which is monitored by the hospital. And if anything goes wrong, they call me and say there's something wrong. Fortunately, that's not been the case. I'm on tons of medication, but I don't mind. I respect that because I'm still here, and that's much longer than the five years. Yes, well, absolutely. So one of the symptoms then is water retention in the ankles, is it, in the lower legs. Uh, but in Hayden's case, he also had a you know, problem walking any distance at all that was reasonable and never had before. Uh, do you need a combination of symptoms like that, or is the water retention enough to ring a bell? So it's generally a combination of the the symptoms, but but I have had patients with just one symptom. So let me just go through the main symptoms of um, of concern for heart failure, and of course there can be concern for other problems as well. So breathlessness. So this is generally on exertion. So if you climb a flight of stairs or you're walking up a hill and you're gradually getting to to be more and more breathless so that's you know alarm bells people put it down to being overweight or to being a smoker or just being unfit or aging you know so they've always got an excuse for it they think I won't bother the doctor the next thing is as you said ankle swelling um, and it's not just ankle swelling you can have abdominal swelling for men they can have penile and scrotal swelling Um, so you know it's lots of places not just ankles ankles more common because of gravity and mm. etc um but again people put it down to being inactive they mm. go oh, i've got a bit of ankle swelling lots of blood pressure medications can cause ankle swelling so that you know they've been to the gp and they've said that's the cause so and then the other one that's quite often missed is fatigue you know, again, you know, a little nap in the afternoon when you're 80, that, you know, you're not going to be too concerned, are you? But it's it's when you're falling asleep all the time, you're waking up from your sleep absolutely exhausted and mm. having to go back for sleep. So it's not just a little bit of tiredness, nodding off watching TV. It, 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 it's more than that. So those are the three main symptoms. OK, and then if you develop a cough um, and the cough is troublesome and you're coughing up not green and yellow that tends to be chest infection if it's white and frothy that's another sign that it could be heart failure um but you know if, if you go on um google it you you um, symptoms of heart failure they're all there but those are the three four main ones right well that's that's very helpful i mean people will be uh paying attention i hope um especially after the uh, the cautionary tale there of, of hayden um, because, you know, when you go to the doctor and he says, uh, go straight round to the hospital, here's a piece of paper, then you know it's, you know, not funny and you better do it. And then when they say, well, no, no, you don't have to come back on Wednesday, we'll keep you in, then you know it's serious, don't you? And But you went through that process and you'd already seen your doctor, you know, with some concerns before, hadn't you? So I, I had indeed. And yeah. um, I think, as I said, we know our bodies the best. And if there's something not quite right do go and see a GP because I'm pretty certain, had I not done so, there's every likelihood I wouldn't be here today. 
Yes, and the delay in doing it could have put you in the five-year category at the it, very it least. It could indeed, it? yes, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Well, so, I, I mean, I, you know, it's um, Heart Failure Awareness Week and, and uh, you've done a great job between you, both of you, in, in telling us you know, how serious it is, how we should take notice of the, the signs and how we should get round to the dock. Not worry about disturbing the dog, because <laughs> we, we all. I mean, we, men are particularly bad at this, aren't they? I mean, are men worse at kind of turning up at the doctors with the symptoms than than women? Absolutely, <laughs> yes. And and quite often, it's quite a few visits to the GPs before you have this diagnosis. And Hayden alluded to earlier that um, he was diagnosed with worsening asthma, and this is quite common when you have heart failure or um, a lung condition called COPD. Quite often, misdiagnosed yes. as, as having that. So I I think if you if you continue to have your symptoms you know, go back to your GP and, and ask for this blood test, you know. Um, it's it's cheap and it's, you know, it's the right thing to do if you've got all of these symptoms. There's so many people out there walking around with heart failure that is treatable and your quality of life, as, as Hayden has said, can be so much better. We have fantastic four lots of tablets now that we use for heart failure and we know they work. We know they make you live longer. We know they help keep you out of hospital and the most important thing for my patients, it makes them feel significantly better. Great. Well, thank you both for coming in. Uh, What we'll do is we'll put this interview on our uh, podcast as well so that people can refer to it again if they half hear it because I mean, lunchtime is, you know, busy time, isn't it, out there? So people may not have heard all the details. So we will do that as soon as we can, probably in the next couple of days. And thank you both for coming in. You're welcome. Thank you very much. Thank you.